Hey guys, welcome back to Iron Den. This is Ian. And I'm Danny. So um, we've been kind of quiet uh, for a couple of weeks and stuff for the channel itself. We've been recording, but the fun thing about SoundCloud is... We recorded last week or two weeks ago. Well, yeah, we did last week. We, posted, we didn't post it on there because okay. the reasoning for that is um, SoundCloud, if you don't have a premium account with these guys, instead of just not telling you you can't upload your most current show, they'll show you the most current show, but they'll hide your previous shows. So that kind of really uh, bummed me out. So I'm like, I don't want to keep uh, getting rid of these shows. So I thought to myself, like, how about we just go to WXAV, which we've been recording that since day one. Right. And our great boss, uh, Pete, decided to uh, ask us if he wanted to put our show on here. So now we are officially on uh, WXAV. To which we quickly said yes. Quickly. Quickly said yes to. We are officially on WXAV SoundCloud. Woo! Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) All right. So, uh. Yeah, that's as much enthusiasm we're going to get. <laughs> so, Danny, how about you just send up the link right there to see where we can find our other show, our, our shows at now. Everything will be on like one playlist, right? So you can find us here at uh, soundcloud.com forward slash WXAV883, all lowercase, no dots or anything like that. Um, yeah, we're on here every week on Fridays, so check us out. Yep, we'll have our own little playlist. It'll probably be the Iron Den with Ian and Danny. Yeah, again. The, the Iron Den with Ian and Danny. Yep, so just look out for that. But the, the the width will actually probably be a W and a slash, so in case you're like, well, I can't find it. Right. So just remember slashes. We'll be on it. We'll be posting a, an episode every Friday like we have normally done. Mm-hmm. So look probably for an episode probably... Next week. Yeah, probably next week besides this one. Uh, probably around this time. So this time is like 10, 11 o'clock. That yes. clock is so wrong. I'm like, wow, it's already... I missed my class today. Yeah, that clock is... Nice. Dumbfounded. I mean, I'm dumbfounded too. <laughs> So, besides that, we just wanted to give a, co- a couple more updates besides that. So, we have two little pieces of news about yes. things we kind of mentioned first. So, we'll start with the good, super, the, the really funny good news, and then we'll start with the really, really good news. Well, here's what the good news. The good news is, and this this isn't necessarily terribly good news, but the good news is, is that Game of Thrones is ending. Well, Danny, if, we, if Game of Thrones ends, then we won't have anything to watch on HBO. That is a blatant lie. And, Ian, I'm going to let you piggyback off that. Um, the Watchmen um, HBO show that we've talked about a couple, like maybe about a couple months ago. I yeah. Think that, second or third episode. Yeah. It was room, rumors about uh, a Watchmen HBO show coming out when Game, uh, of, Thrones Game ends. of Thrones ends. So according to on uh, September 20th, Watchmen, the pilot episode has been ordered with H at HBO. So the main guy is... Um, Damon Lindoff, and he's the guy who did The Leftovers, which is another show based off a book. Okay. And I think that's actually about that. I think the thing is that they're actually going to start airing it whenever he is done with um, Leftovers, which I think is actually sometime at the end of this running. Because uh, season three, I think, is what it's currently on right now. I don't watch the show. I never... Neither do I. I just okay. know that that's this, what he's attached to. And, okay. and according to this article I found on, I think it says Hollywood Reporter. Yes. Hollywood Reporter says that whenever, um, sorry, whenever Lindoff is done with that season mm-hmm. run or whenever he's ever done writing, I think they're airing it pretty soon. I don't really know. I don't watch Leftovers at all. Yeah, neither do I. But whenever that's over, he's going straight to that for the uh, pilot order. Okay. And personally, I'm excited. I just really hope they... I hope he has some sort of rough draft, some sort of idea going on in his head. Because what I want to know is, is that... How far back are they going to go with the Watchmen? Because Watchmen itself takes place in the 80s. 
But even before that, it had its own little history brewing beneath beneath each character. There was some sort of background. I mean, the story officially starts in 1939 with yes. Minutemen, and it goes to 1985. So it would be better to start out that way. Yes. Even if you tell it linear, linearly. Yeah, linear. Linear, linearly, whatever, whatever that word is. <laughs> I mean, however to pronounce that word, I know you know what we're talking about. We just can't say it, right? But um, I hope it goes that way. I hope it starts with the Minutemen, and then you know you see all the other characters become the characters, and you kind mm-hmm. of see them awkwardly interact with each other in the '60s and '70s, and then. But of course, they might start out with spoilers: the death of the comedian, the first panel of the book, so. right? So we don't know. I hope not, because it's just like, that's how the movie started. Right. It's like, I kind of want to see well, it. No, actually, I like the way the movie started. The movie started with with uh, him and uh, with uh, the comedian and his assailant, Ozymandias, in, in, in a fight. And that was one of the coolest fights I'd ever seen in an apartment, because Nat King Cole was <laughs> unforgettable, was playing in the background, and it's you a- just see the comedian getting beat up and being thrown from, you know, from each side of his house. It's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. I think uh, the thing is that and then he gets thrown out the window and then he dies. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's in his last moments. But, like, they can go further beyond that. They can show me the comedian as a kid. They can show me they can show me anything. I mean, like, the books are pretty follow-through with Game of Thrones. But, I mean, you can take more liberties with that. I mean, that's the whole point of the Watchmen prequels they came out with. And mm-hmm. the, uh, Do you think they're going to draw any source material, source material from that? I hope so, because all it really did was add on to the big story. The Minutemen... Uh, prequel was by far the best because it was kind of like a brand new story. What other what other uh, titles did they come out with for the watch? They came out with every character. They came out with one that was the Minutemen. They oh. came out with a comedian one about Ozymandias. him. Yeah, they came out with that one's pretty good. They came up with a second spill Silk Spectre and okay. the second Night Owl, which stars Rorschach in it as okay. well as Rorschach himself. So Rorschach got okay. a lot of exposure. Um, and I think did I say Doctor Doctor Manhattan? I said Doctor Manhattan. I think and no. So yeah, doc, okay. they, they they did everyone in the Minutemen. They didn't, and they had actually a one-off for Dollar Bill. I remember seeing that on on the shelves when uh, Tenth Planet was around. It was actually a kind of a fun story. It was kind of like a Minutemen tie-in, mm-hmm. which I mean, Dollar Bill in the Minutemen story was actually everyone in that story was really well well written, right? And it wasn't like these forgettable characters. They actually have characters. So when you see the movies and they're like, they either die or they grow old or they retire, you feel like more than just like, oh, these are old people and now they're not heroes see, anymore. If you, read, if you read a little bit of New 52, it kind of makes you question if those uh, books were canon. So are they canon? Since they're not New 52, really, they're more so just like a thing to for the Watchmen universe. Right. I think many people don't consider them canon because they have this whole Alan Moore's work should never be tainted with outsorts, outside material. But right. Alan Moore doesn't even care about the Watchmen anymore. So Yeah, Alan Moore said that he's retired with graphic novels, that he's going to focus on actual novels, novels. So I mean, go for it. He's a great writer. He is a great writer. But my thing is, I personally think they're canon, so I like to think, because I mean, I'm a big fan of the Watchmen. Right. And if I think they're canon, then... I would consider them like We're a pretty big fan too. I read the uh, read the original comic in high school before the uh, the movie came out. And then I went to go see the movie. I even read the Black Freighter stuff. It was awesome. And then I went to go see the movie, and the movie was amazing. And then I had purchased a director's cut that I will never get back. <laughs> um, oh. But I watched it, and it was it was amazing because it had the Black Freighter stuff in it, and it was awesome. So uh, hopefully uh, this HBO Watchmen does very good. It does well. Hopefully they don't they don't rush it. 
Um, those I are my thoughts. If on it's that. HBO behind it, they're going to do a good job. Of course, There's, they have the money, they have the backing. They just they just need the, the. I mean, they flushed out Game of Thrones, as far as I know. Yeah. Like, they said that the first couple seasons are following the books, and the other ones are a little more loosely connected mm-hmm. to the book. So it's like. Well, the show is ahead of the books. Though. That's what, I, that's what yeah. I meant. Like it's loosely based off of yeah. what the guy, uh, what uh, George R. R. Martin wants. to Well, he do. actually gave him some notes to work with. And Again, some like he gave pieces. him the outline, so it's like right. you guys figure out the rest. So like, hopefully, they take that. But when they have these prequels and he- ahead of them, be like, I hope they take advantage of the prequels. The full running time for the Watchmen original film, and that's the director's cut from start to finish, is three and a half hours. I watched that uh, recently. I didn't watch that recently. Maybe in high school. And um, my friends and I loved it. And then we watched Kick-Ass, like the extended cut of Kick-Ass, right <laughs> after it. We watched about Also five. a very underrated movie. I haven't seen the second one. I wanted to. I have it on my PlayStation. I'll, I got to give you my account. Oh, that's other news. That uh, that universe is actually purchased by Netflix. So you're going to be seeing a lot of those shows on Netflix. So Kick-Ass is coming to Netflix I would really want very to do soon. the third movie. But the th- reason they won't do the third movie is because Kick-Ass 2 in history has been the most pirated movie in history oh really it was pirated so much it got that's such a bad box office return and also the critics who saw it didn't really like it care for it okay i mean it's not their style i mean like i i mean i rewatched it and definitely when i was 14 when the first one came out versus now 22 i can definitely tell that i didn't laugh nearly as hard when i watched certain parts of the movies i mean you got a 6.6 on imdb that's not bad. So it's not I mean, it, it's it's an okay movie. It's this. an okay movie. So I hey hey it, it is I'm anything's better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> I know I keep bashing that movie for you, but no, it's I just, okay. I don't like I don't love that movie. I just like the fact that I have a jacket from Captain Boomerang. <laughs> that's really all. That's um, that's the only yeah. thing that's keeping me as, like as long grounded. as it's better than than Suicide Squad. Then all right. So into more fun news, and then we'll probably have to get going. Inhumans has officially almost been canceled. From what this article told me, <laughs> and we barely even got started. It's supposed to come out next. Uh, it's supposed to come out next week because today's the twenty second. It's supposed to premiere next week. Yeah, on my anniversary of all things with my girlfriend. That's a terrible anniversary present ABC has given us. Next week exactly is a day before my birthday. Oh, happy birthday! And that is also when Gundam Versus uh, comes out. I played the beta. And I'm kind of questioning whether I want to get the actual video game or not because it was fun. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But it's also the beginning of Inhumans next week. So, you know what? We talked, we, we had a little bit of a review on the trailer that was released earlier this summer. And uh, it doesn't hold well. It doesn't bold well. It doesn't look good. It the looked, characters it, don't look good. The only thing they got right was the dog. Lockjaw. I mean, that's CGI, so that's cheating. You do, if you do, and that's the only thing that they did right. That's the only thing that they did right. I think their biggest problem was that this was supposed to be a movie because it's shot in IMAX. Uh-huh. But since it didn't have the budget or no one wanted to pay for the budget for this in uh, movie scale, mm-hmm. they downgraded it to a TV show. And the thing about IMAX is that Pete told me that one of the funniest quotes I've ever heard about IMAX is that um, according to our boss, Pete, if you do good in IMAX, it really shows well. But yes. when you make a mistake or it's cheaply done and it's shot in IMAX, you can you really, really see tell. that cheapness in there. And I think that's the problem they had is that maybe we shouldn't have shot in IMAX because right. it looks goofy. And apparently, according to a lot of the things, James Gunn, I believe, is the guy who wrote this uh, story. James Gunn, I believe, was the director for one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, was he not? 
Yeah, unfortunately. So. Hey, you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy too much. But I mean, like, I, can, I do. I, can, I, I like I the movies. I can tell when a story's well written, though. Even, right. Even if I don't love the Guardians of the Galaxy as right. characters or part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even if like, you're not a fan of Quentin Tarantino, you could still admit that Pulp Fiction itself is a good movie. Yeah, you like. Yeah. I can admit. I mean, I like I like Tarantino though. Like, but I know James Gunn's a good. A good director. He's a great director. He's a good writer. It's like I'm never gonna bash him. Like this is just one of those. It's things. just some. This is like Guardians for me is just like it's not a blemish on his resume because obviously mm-hmm. it's doing great for him. But right. for me, it's like I know I've seen better from what he can do. Right. But I mean, he's like a big writer, and even he admits that sometimes it's not the greatest uh, work he's done. Mm-hmm. And this is Inhumans, another Marvel property, which is also kind of sort of cosmic, which right. is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, how can you screw up Interesting. one? <laughs> how can you screw up one, but, like, at the same time, do really good with another? Like, I thought the Inhumans would be better than Guardians, personally, because the Guardians are kind of one-dimensional, boring-ish characters. Well, if you think about it in, in terms of comic books, I guess you could say, the Inhumans are significantly stronger than the Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, not only by that, far. but just by their overall presence in the... Exactly. They're just cooler looking. Like, the Inhumans are cool. Like, even as Medusa is kind of lame, like, the whole hair thing and her costume always looked stupid to me. I can tell that she's cooler than, like, Gamora. I don't even know who Gamora was when I watched right. the Guardians of the Galaxy movie the first time. Like, who is this chick? Mm-hmm. Like, she's forgettable. And it's not anyone's fault, but just Marvel now randomly pushing these characters. And now it's like they're the cool, they're the best things he in also, sliced bread. He also directed the Scooby-Doo movies. He directed <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 release. So, I mean, he's got some interesting he's interesting got, things. But he can it. make a funny joke if he wants to. Like, yes. Scooby-Doo movies are good cartoon fun. They're, they're bad now. They age terribly. But they were kind of old when they came out. They were a product of the times before the times even started. So I like, watched the first one. I thought it was okay. I watched the second one. I thought the the second one was better than the first one. Oh yeah, it's a lot better. Yeah. So, but uh, James Gunn. I mean, what's going on? What, what happened? He just, he just he just says his writing's a little off the wall in this uh-huh. one. Like, I think he just didn't have faith in the project, which obviously can be the whole theme. Who, who, theme. Can, who can blame him? Who can blame him? I mean, if you're gonna do something like in humans. You, you can't just do it in a TV show. And if you're going to do it on a TV show, you can't do it on an avenue like ABC because, one, you're not going to get the funding. Two, you're not going to get the fan base. And three, you're not going to be able to show what you want to show or have to show. Does that make sense? Exactly. I think it's just Inhumans isn't really, like, on my top 20 or 30 list right. of things I want to see from Marvel. There are plenty Yet, of other street heroes least. I would love to see get a more Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe justice than the Inhumans. And I think that's what Marvel kind of realized that, hey, they were successful with Guardians of the Galaxy and hey, I'm happy they were because they took a risk with that. Mm -hmm. That could have been a bomb and a half. And a lot of my friends, when they saw that first trailer for Guardians, they thought that movie looked horrible. Mm -hmm. We went to go see it a lot better than everyone intended. Like I still didn't like it, but I knew it it was still 10,000 times better than the first trailer. They said that James Gunn uh, visual that uh, he actually did a very good job visually with that movie. That it was one of Disney's or Marvel's, whatever you want to call it, at least before Star Wars. Visually, it was one of the best movies that they'd ever seen, the critics had ever seen, due to the special effects and everything like that. Yeah, it was basically, it's like Star Wars Episode Four, but done again with a different cast and a different story. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that same magic. And yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy looks amazing and the story is pretty solid. It's just 
sometimes it's too comedic for my liking and so that wasn't in, really it in humans is already been canceled before i got started so now it's officially titled in humans the series yep so it's not the first season the complete series will start on mm-hmm. the 29th on abc did it say what time? I'm pretty sure seven or eight Eastern. <laughs> Check time. your local listings if you're interested. Yeah, if you care enough. Like I don't, <sighs> I, I don't even care enough. I just want to see how bad it is for myself. Just yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's you know what that was everybody's mission after everybody else saw Fan Four Stick. I can do it. I can do it. I can do a worse thing. <laughs> you know better. what? <laughs> oh, you know what? We said we were going to review. Speaking of worse things that are better, you said we were going to do a slight review on Batman and Harley Quinn. So I watched, two weeks ago, I went to Redbox, and I saw that Bruce Timm did something for Batman and Harley Quinn, and Nightwing was in it. I'm a huge Nightwing fan. I love Dick Grayson. He was the first Robin out of the four. Yeah. So um, it was very interesting to me. Um, I plopped it in, and I watched it, and uh, it was it was very strange. It was much more adult Bruce Timm than what we're that what at least that I'm used to because I own Batman the complete animated series by so Bruce Tim. And uh that's a great show. That's a great series. I thought we were gonna get a little bit more from that into this, but the only thing that we got from that was the aesthetic. Everything else was a little bit more open and and you know, plus eighteen rated and <laughs> it was it was, I, it was I enjoyed it. The one thing I have to say is that I'm happy I wasn't like 11 or 12 or even like even before I became a teenager when this movie came out because I no, I'm just saying like I would have probably been just so disturbed by like the adult themes in this show that look they look just like the cartoon characters I grew up with and having this exist to me hits my four or five year old self hard pretty square in the junk to think that Bruce Tim did that to like my Batman, my Nightwing, and dare I even say my Harley Quinn, or just in general, the characters in the art Harley style. Harley Quinn was actually invented by Bruce Tim for I'm, the show, and she want... didn't actually didn't become popular until I, that show. I don't even know how he messed up his own creation. I mean, let's just put it that way. Maybe that was something that he wanted to do all along to kill her off, hopefully. and 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 just never, never did it. I'm, Couldn't because of WB. I guess, but still, I think. It's too sexualized at times. Like, just it's just creepy. Sometimes it does go a little bit over the top. And sometimes it's a little goofy. And sometimes it's just it doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, there's some really, right. There was a, a there of, was a singing scene. There was a singing scene. There and was th- that a, threw me off. A weird throwback to the '60s, like with the like the like the, the, the punches over like yeah. sound effect. Like it got weird. There was a lot of adult themes in it like sex and stuff and there was also some pretty gruesome boss fights with blood and like people dying and then like the cool thing they is never is it... animated blood again right and then like harley quinn farts in a car that goes on for maybe two minutes which was like that just i almost i actually paused and didn't even finish the movie i as soon as she farted in the car i'm like i'm done with this this is just i don't know what this movie wants to be i don't think this movie knows what it wants to be so i just stopped so i don't even i haven't even finished it the only cool thing about i returned well, it to Redbox immediately well I'm about to spoil it for you. The cool thing was that the, at the end, Swamp Thing shows up. Yeah, I saw a clip of that, and it he didn't do anything. He just walked away. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Swamp Swamp Thing is a very when when he presents himself, it's very uh, intimidating. So it was kind of cool to see because during during the whole movie, I was just like, I think Swamp Thing is going to come out at the end. 
he might show himself at the end and make a little cameo appearance. I think Swamp Thing's on his way. Swamp Thing's out, and then he never showed up and never showed up. And then, oh, he finally shows up at the way end. So it, it was a little, it was a fruitfully dry. I'm going to say it like that. And it the was, one thing I want to say. like a prune. And I think there was actually, there's actually something that actually is a good, like, when it comes to, like, the pros of the movie. There's only one big pro of the movie, and it's the voice acting. The voice acting is stellar. For most of the characters. Right. Batman, it's obviously Kevin Conroy. Oh, Kevin Conroy is the best. Kevin Conroy can be hooked up to a machine and never speak his voice again, and it would still be perfect, because <laughs> you can tell it's Kevin Conroy. That dude is just never going to die, and hopefully he never does, because <laughs> I want to at least hug that man once for basically making my childhood. And the original voice actor for Dick Grayson, who was Nightwing in the anime series, that was him. Yeah. And I don't, and his name is escaping me at this moment. Can you look it up real quick? The the, the Nightwing sure. voice. You just type in Harley Quinn and Batman's cast. But it was cool because that was the whole point I wanted to watch this movie in the first place. It wasn't for Batman. It wasn't for Harley Quinn. It was for Nightwing and his old voice actor to come back. It was like 17 years since he voiced Nightwing or voiced Dick Grayson, period. And it's like, oh, wow, he's back. Like, that's what made me. That's the only initial draw I had to this movie. And... Even though he kind of seemed like a punching bag in this movie a lot. I believe I, it's John DiMaggio, is it not? No. No? It shouldn't be. Hmm. Batman and Harley Quinn cast? That shouldn't... That, I don't think that should be it. Let's see. But regardless, like, if you've watched the old school Batman animated series and you saw, oh, hey, that's Nightwing's voice. Mm -hmm. If you watch Batman and Harley Quinn, it's the same guy. We just can't find it right now, and his name... Lauren Lester. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was his, see, it's like a double L thing, so I didn't remember it. John DiMaggio was Swamp Thing. Really? Nice. John DiMaggio got more than all of them put together, and he was there for 30 seconds. Because <laughs> it's John DiMaggio and his beautiful voice. <laughs> did a good job. He probably did. But I mean, like the Floronic Man, that seemed like... Uh, seemed like sounded like James Earl Jones a little bit. It was one of those... Uh, villains that they just threw out there it's like we don't use him enough we don't use floronic man period yeah it's like let, let's throw him in with harley quinn but it was still it or was still poison ivy it was still me. cool like but um harley quinn's voice was the worst of the uh thing i'll just this is how i'm going to end off the review harley quinn's voice was bad because it was the bernadette girl from big bang it sounded dry and was I, it I didn't like yeah it was that was her, her interesting her voice at her her actor oh, she did a good job eh I miss Harley Sorkin. That's that's Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was created. She probably didn't like the script or the themes. So well, thank God because she didn't deserve it. Because this because Harley Sorkin is because Harley Quinn's inspiration was from Harley Sorkin doing a clown dance mm -hmm. in like a Days of Our Lives thing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that she was the inspiration for Harley Quinn, and then right. Tara Strong took over, and Tara Strong has done like an eh job personally, mm -hmm. and now. Bernadette. I'm just going to call her Bernadette because I don't care enough to know her name. <sighs> I miss Tara That's Strong awful. after hearing Bernadette speak Harley oh, Quinn. Wow. That's how much I did not like this person's voice. So I basically okay. said that Batman and Harley Quinn was just so confusing. I can't even give you a proper a proper score for it. It was just a question mark out of 10. Okay. Because I'm confused about it. I don't know what it wanted to be. And it obviously didn't know what it wanted to be. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. It was okay. Yeah, Batman and I'm, Harley Quinn is like something you would watch if 
you were by yourself and if someone walked in on you and they asked you what you were watching, you would change the channel really quick and go, to nothing. Porn. Get out of here. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to be here. Did you change it to, I don't know. That, that, the, 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 star, the, the Dancing Starfish channel on SpongeBob. Uh, the Notebook. Oh, no, I'd rather watch Batman and Harley Quinn over The Notebook. <laughs> Let's not go that far. All righty then. Anyway, so that was our show. Batman and Harley Quinn review, I guess. Um, Inhumans got canceled. The, in, the Inhumans preview review, I guess. Yep. Um, and our hopes for Watchmen. Yeah, so hopefully Lindoff does a great job, and I'm excited for HBO to do something so I can actually get an HBO account. And maybe since um, I have an HBO account, maybe I'll actually finally watch Game of Thrones. Who knows? Who knows? If you're not watching Game of Thrones, you should, but not with 12-year-olds. <laughs> not with anybody underneath the age yeah. of 18. Like what my mom did with my sister sometime this time during this current season. Yeah, like that. Don't do that. What the? I don't know. She was 14 going on 15, but still, it's weird. She, well, just, she doesn't know better. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. So we're now on WXAV's uh, official SoundCloud. So go check us out at uh, soundcloud.wxav slash 883. And we'll be here every Friday posting stuff. And um, if we don't, we'll let you guys know ahead of time. Yeah, so soundcloud.com forward slash WXAV883. Uh, all lowercase, no dots or anything like that. We'll, we'll see you guys we'll be under next Friday. We'll be on our playlist for uh, Iron Den. So give us a like and stuff and tell your friends. Yep, we'll see you guys next Friday. See you guys next Friday.